welcome back to the Eyes Up Life podcast with your host, Ben Granis. Here at the Eyes Up Life podcast, we are working to fight distracted driving, help people live healthier, happier lives by putting the phone down and living with their eyes up. Eyes Up started as a 7,000-mile bike ride around the United States to raise awareness for this important cause, and now Eyes Up is a mission to further spread the dangers of distracted driving, promote digital wellness, and help prevent unnecessary deaths that happen in this country every single day because of distracted driving. On this episode, we are speaking with the Browns, consisting of Wyatt and Landon. Wyatt is Landon's father. Landon is just nine years old and is already competing at a near professional level in the sport of rock crawling. Wyatt plays an important role in this team as the legal guardian of Landon and also is the coach of Landon when he's behind the wheel of his rock crawling buggy. I interviewed the two of them in Skeedy, Oklahoma, really in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma, and had no idea what rock crawling was going into this. And I got a first-hand look at Landon driving his buggy around his yard that they've built to be a training course for this sport. I think you'll really enjoy this conversation because it is totally unique in this series where we've primarily been speaking to just one professional athlete. And in this one, we get a father-son duo and the professional athlete is nine years old. Can you believe that? He has quite a future ahead of him. Apologies in advance if my audio is a little hard to hear. I had both of my mics on Wyatt and Landon, and so was left with my audio being a little bit further away. But what you can hear really well is the two of them, and that is what matters, and hopefully you'll be able to piece together what I'm saying. So I will let you get to listening to this conversation. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll talk to you at the end. Here is Wyatt and Landon Brown. My name's Landon Brown, and I'm from Bixby, Oklahoma. We live in Bixby? No, we used to. So we're from Skeety. Yeah, we're not from Skeety. That's where we live now. Well, that's where we live now. But we're that's where we're from. Yeah, just that's where we're from. Because that's where we're at now. It's all right. I'm Wyatt Brown. <laughs> I'm Wyatt Brown. I'm Landon's dad. We're from we're from Skeety, Oklahoma. <laughs> so how long have you guys been in Skeety before? Were you in Were you in Bixby before? Uh huh. Okay. And then yeah. when, how long ago did you move here? Like a year ago, probably. I don't remember. Yeah, we moved here back like exactly a year ago. Um, October 15th is when we moved in here. And uh, what, what's it been like in the first year since, uh, since moving here? No, we love it. I, I love it. I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about it, Landon? That there's, that, um, I don't really know a lot, a lot of it. Well, you were showing me some of what you loved yesterday. You got this big property that you can drive around on, right? Yeah. What do you like to do there? 
in the yard. I like I just like to go fast in my buggy and in the yard most of the time and most of the most of the time we go in the creek. Can you tell me a little bit about your buggy and what it what it is? Is it one of these things behind you? Yeah. Which one is it? Is it that one over there or is it that one? That one. Well tell them tell them a little bit about it. Are you drawing a blank? <laughs> yeah. Alright, maybe your dad can help fill in a little bit while you're waking up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Somebody's sleepy still. But no, it's a it's a little um rock color I built for him to compete in. It's uh, got a twenty sixteen Harley Sportster motor, um, connected to a C four transmission and then to a samurai transfer case with front and rear shear Toyota axles. And uh, of course the awesome Maxis forty inch trepidors. So all that. that's intimidating for me to hear. And how old are you, Landon? Nine. Nine, and you're <laughs> driving this thing. When, uh, do you just start driving these, or have you been doing it for a while? I've been doing it for a while. How long? About five years, or five or four. Wow. So you started when you were four or five? I think four is when I started getting used to it, and five is when I started competing. What is it like driving a machine that's way bigger than, I mean, the tires are almost as tall as you. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah? Really fun. And so you do rock crawling, right? Can you describe what, what that is? Because until I came here, I had no idea what that was. So, rock crawling is like what I'm in right now, or like a creek or something, I don't know. <laughs> no, what you're yeah. in. What you compete in? Oh, uh, we compete in rock crawling. Um, there's these cones that you cannot, you try to not hit, and if you hit them, it's a, a regular cones. I think one, and if you hit hit a bonus cone, it's ten, I think, and then and then a backup prop. I don't remember it. You don't remember? I don't remember what a backup was, but the most thing you want to do is get negatives, not positives. That's the that's our job is get negative scores, not positive scores. Um, we mostly we got, try to get the bonus all the time. <laughs> we try to get most of the bonuses for sure. Um, he likes the competitive side of it, like the the harder stuff, um, the tricky lines. He likes to try to do um, typically when. Especially now, we'll get to a course and we'll look it over and I'll pretty much let him decide, hey, what do you want to do? And most of the time, it's what? Bonus. Bonuses that he likes to do, all the hard stuff. Um, and so, I mean, it's like golf. It's uh, We compete in We Rock, World Extreme Rock Crawling. Um, this is be, we're coming up on our fifth year. Yeah, our fifth year. Yeah. This started next 2023. Um, no, it'll be a fourth year. I don't know, it started in 19, it's still early, so. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, um, but it's basically, they've got four four different courses on Saturday and it's on Sunday. Sometimes it's Friday nights and Saturday nights, um, depending on where we're at. But uh, but you have four gate sets you typically go through. Um, you got 10 minutes to compete the course, and then you got uh, bonus lines and standard lines. Bonus lines are negative 10 if you clear it, um, standard lines are zero if you clear it. If you hit a cone on your standard line, it's a plus 10, but if you hit a cone on your bonus line, it's a, it's a wash, it's a zero. And so it kind of, there's a lot of 
mind games going into on each course. Everybody, each team has their own strategy that they're going to do. And so, it, I mean, it's a tough competition for sure. And I enjoy it. What about you? I enjoy it too. So, so when are you competing against other nine-year-olds? Uh, probably about one, one or two. There's one that we went against at finals last year, and then there, yeah, I think last year. I don't know. And then there's like an eight-year-old before I turned nine. Um, probably, I think, yeah, last year. Yeah, that was year. at Farmington. Yeah. We had two eight-year-olds, him and another one, competing at Farmington last year at the Nationals. Not this year, but last year. What, are, what did... But you compete against mostly adults now, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, besides that kid that had, um... Besides that kid at Farmington. Yeah, he was in your class. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the time, it's he's competing against adults. How does that feel for you to be, you know, competing against people who are 30 years older than you, or 20, 30 years older than you? It feels cool. <laughs> <laughs> do you talk to them? And, like, do they, like, is that part of the experience? Yeah. Yeah? We mostly talk to them. Not all the time, but most of the time. Wow. I mean, it must be really cool for them, too, to be, you know, going right next to someone who's less than half their age. Yeah, it's really a lot of fun. We, I mean, you know, we're, we're friends with almost every competitor of the team out there for sure. And uh, just, it's fun just to hear them, like when we do a great line, they're like, oh no, now you're gonna push us. Or if we do bad, it's still like, hey, you guys are doing great, just keep it up. I mean, it's, we're all on each other's team at the end of the day. Right. I mean, yes, we wanna win, but it don't happen all the time, so. How is it for you as a parent, Wyatt, to be, um, you know, your son's in this big vehicle? Is it scary? Do you feel safe? Uh, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the, the safety components of this, but what's, what's it like? No, um, I, I have no, no problem at all letting him do whatever he wants to do in it. Um, I mean, there are some times I'm like, no, we're, we're not doing that. Um, but as far as safety-wise, I'm not worried about him at all. Um, he knows... He knows exactly what to do if, you know, in each scenario, if something does happen. Um, it's almost automatic. Like, he's a little kid here, but when he gets in the, behind the wheel, it's a whole different, whole different kid. Like, you just, game, like a game face just comes on. And uh, it's, it's super, super fun to watch. How, how did you get involved in this? Did you, can, did, were you ever involved in uh, rock crawling at yourself or? Um, I never, on a competitive level, never. Um, in fact, I didn't hear of We Rock until um, the fall of 2018. And then that's when I got a hold of Rich, Rich Klein and I started talking to him and he told me to bring Landon down to, down to Texas and let him, let him line up, let him compete. And, uh, but as far as that goes, I just played with the welding machine and a tube bender and at the, at the house. And so you made this yourself? Yeah, yeah. Nope, I built both these myself with some help of some good friends of, good friends of ours. Um, Besides but, Grandpa. Huh? Grandpa. Besides. Grandpa was, was his idea to use the Harley motor. It was my dad's idea to use the Harley motor for the new one. And uh, just something, something different. Um, something instead of, you know, ran, you know, regular car engines that we could have done, but might as well just push the limits if we can. Yeah. Try something new. 
That sounds like it's really a, a whole family experience at this point. It yes. really is. It is. Um, family involved, Landon? No. Is the whole family involved? Yeah. But a lot of family and friends yeah. for sure that help out. It's, I don't know, it keeps everybody close, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, why? This sounds like it could be a full-time job for you. Is this your full-time job or do you work out no. there? No, I'm an electrician by trade. Um, but if I'm not at work working, I'm in the shop working, trying to make things better and change things up as much as I can just to just keep both boys, both boys going. And yeah. so next year, Gunner will start Gunner will start competing in 2023. Um, him and Landon won't compete against each other, but they'll be on the same courses. And so it'll it'll be cool to see who who scores better on what on what courses. Right. He's gonna be pushing. Little brother's gonna be pushing big brother. That's for sure. And I wanna go against Gunner sometime. You are on scores. Well, well, when I turn 12, and I would have to wait until he turns 12. Yeah. Well, that separates you guys a little bit. So what happens when so. you turn 12? Then I can do the the big the A courses, the big courses. <sighs> Yeah, right. <laughs> they still got three years before that's even here. So, I mean, you'll be you'll be all right. Life between now and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, why you're an electrician? Is that what you wanted to do when you were younger? Like, what did you have like a dream when you were growing up of something like you wanted to be a? You know, all through high school, I never really paid attention to what I wanted to do. Um, I made great grades. Um, but I was always, I was racing motocross every weekend we were going racing somewhere. Um, and then once high school was over, I was like, uh-oh, what do I do now? And I was still racing, but uh, a guy on our riding group um, said, what are you doing after, what are you doing after high school? And I said, uh, I don't really know. And he's like, well, man, my dad owns an electric, electrical company. Why don't you come work for us? And you can still go racing whenever you need to, but at least you're making something. All right, so then that's what I started when I got out of high school. Started working as an electrician, and then uh, kind of went from there. So, but uh, but yeah, that was. I didn't really have a dream job, but if I could do this full time, that would be my dream job. Right. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. maybe down the line. Uh, yeah, but so once once both boys are, if they you know both end up competing in, in this for a while, that could end up being your. Uh, be the full-time support, huh? Yeah, that, that, that has to, yeah, that's going to have to be it. Right. Oh, I forgot that you'd have to spot both of us. And what if we both have to go at the same time? No, that won't happen. That won't? No. Well, you guys will be probably running again. I'm sure they'll put Gunner with us, our group, as we're going along the courses. So, I think it'll be fine. We'll figure it out one way or the other. So. Is there something that you're, like, is a dream for you growing up, or is this it? Like, is there, like, if someone asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, I guess I'm asking you right now, what's the, what, what would you say that is? I don't know. Would you want to compete in off-road, or you want to go do shark hunting, or what do you want to do? What do you want to do? <laughs> what do you want to do when you grow up? Why would I do shark hunting? That's my uh, favorite animal. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just asking. <laughs> Or would you study sharks in the ocean? A shark rescuer. Yeah. But what if I'm rescuing a megalodon? A what? A megalodon. What's that? <laughs> the biggest shark. Wow. Well, I don't know. You have a whole team to help you. <laughs> that seem exciting? 
What if you seen one though, huh? Is that what you're thinking? I'd, I'd never go shark. You'd never go back in the water? No. <laughs> it scared my, me. <sighs> but, now what? <laughs> yeah, right. I do want it. I do. I don't know what I want to be, but I have, <laughs> I don't, I have lots of things on my mind. But for now, are you happy with, uh, with rock crawling? Yeah. And you play other sports as well? Yeah. Football and baseball. Which one's your favorite? Baseball. Baseball. That's coming up in the uh, spring, right? I think so. Okay. Very cool. Um, well, so it's, um, I'm, I'm here to talk about um, your guys' experience, of course, and also distracted driving and our relationships with our phones. And I was talking to your dad last night, Landon, and it sounds like you don't have a phone. Is that right? Okay, so the, the interesting thing for me is that, so you're nine, you're actually older than the age of the average American getting their first cell phone, which is seven or eight. Oh, wow. Which is kind of crazy to think about. I mean, you growing up, cell phones weren't, weren't even around. And for me, I didn't get a cell phone until I was almost in college. Um, are, do, you, do any of your friends at school have phones? A lot of them. Really? And they, what, what's that like for you? I don't know. I mean, are they, they on them all the time in class or anything like that? Or? No, because she has the cell phone jail that, that you have to put your cell phone in. The Besides, cell phone jail? Yeah, it, it's, like a, it's like a phone jail thing where you put your phone in there and she locks it up. And this is your teacher? Yeah. So how does that work? Like when... The, when you first get into the classroom, you put your phone in there. Yeah. When we when we first come in, some kids don't even bring them. But when some when they walk in, she will open it up and she'll say, "Last chance for phone, cell phone jail if you have if you have any." And then and then they put it in there and she'd lock it up and then they can't get it until the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Do you? Do you wish you had one? Not really. <laughs> what, uh, do you, based on your interaction with your friends, what do they use their phones for? Most of the time to call their parents or something. Yeah. If they don't know where they're going after school. Right. But. They play on uh, Facebook or anything like that? I don't know. You don't know? No. What about TikTok? Any TikTok videos going on in class or school? No. No? Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> Why, how about you? When did you get your first phone? Oh, man. I was, uh, might have been sophomore in high school when I got my first phone. No? Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. Wow. And, uh, when I got my first one. And then, but, uh, like all the, you know, social media stuff like that wasn't around at all. I mean, it was just text messaging and calling and picture sharing, really, is what we had. Um, but then, uh, of course, doing what we do, you know, we've got to do a lot of social media stuff constantly. Well, not constantly, but just, you know. Most of the time. Most of the time. Um, but that way we can just kind of help, help the supporters that support us, you know, in the sport that we like doing. And, uh, but, I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know. So, so 
were you on, what was your experience with social media before this, all this started? I played a lot around on Facebook, a um, little bit on Instagram, just kind of keeping up with friends and stuff. And that's really, I shared a lot of pictures of going, just wheeling, off-roading, um, a lot of, you know, just standard hunting pictures, just every, our, basically everyday life that we had going on. And then when uh, when I built this, I started sharing pictures of, uh, you know, the progress of how Sub-Zero was going. And then I got a lot of people start chiming in. It's like, man, you need to make a Facebook page and just start going from there. And mm -hmm. so, so I did, and it kind of took off. And then um, that uh, once he started developing and wheeling and doing great, then it was just people started reaching out. Well, why don't you have any competitions and stuff? And then so I didn't even... I didn't know anything about competitions going on. I mean, I knew the regular wreck wheeling and having, you know, having fun and going on. And then when competitions come around, it's like this is a whole lot more fun. Um, just because the adrenaline, you don't know how fast ten minutes goes by until mm -hmm. you're on the course. You're like, no way. When you're on the course, it's like five minutes and it's done. Yeah, but yeah. in a classroom, ten minutes is a long time, isn't it? Yeah, because, <laughs> but the only reason why is because when you don't like doing work, I feel like God slows down the time <laughs> so you can get it done. And I don't know. It's weird. So when you don't like doing the schoolwork, you think God slows the time down so make you do it. And yeah. then when we're on the course, you think 10 minutes, he speeds it up because yeah. we're having so much fun. Is that what you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of, uh, I, I would say true, you know, maybe school's like a hard, yeah, school's a unique example, but when you love what you do, the time just flies by. Yes. You know, and life's just kind of... And then when you do your work really fast, then the time just goes by faster than you think. Or like if you get on... Put your leg down, bud. Or if you get down on... If you get on the computer and you're on something that you... Like a game that you really like, and then time flies by. Yeah. Fast time. Yeah. Um, well, so you don't have a phone, so this will. I'm gonna focus on your dad for just a second here, but I'm wanting to try and experiment. It's not an experiment, but um, I don't know if you've ever looked at your phone's screen time before. Have you? No, I haven't. Do you have your phone with you? Yeah, I do. All right, so we're gonna do it at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And then there's a little purple hourglass called screen time. Yep. Okay, last week average is three hours and 34 minutes. Okay, mine, and I think this is skewed because I've been driving with my phone screen as the navigation. It's eight hours and 52 minutes a day, which is more than, more than normal. But what's your, um, it'll tell you your most used app. What, what is it? Most used app? Okay, it's Facebook. Facebook, how much? That is true. Five, <laughs> what is it, how much time? Five hours and 31 minutes. So that's for the week, right? Yes. Yep. Is that, how does, we're seeing that number, how do you feel? Like that's five hours and 31 minutes of, I don't, that's kind of, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time on, uh, definitely on the internet for sure. And that's, that's way below the uh, the average for the average American on social media. I'm I have to pull up the note, but there's 
there's a study that says that the average American over the course of their lifetime will spend five years of their life on some form of social media. Oh, wow. And the study uh, broke down the, um, the usage and uh, the average is per day, YouTube's about 40 minutes, Facebook's 35 minutes, Instagram 15 minutes, and then Twitter for a minute. Which doesn't seem like a lot, right? You could easily watch a couple 20 minute YouTube videos, scroll through Facebook. I think actually your, your stats say that you'd be on Facebook for more than 35 minutes a day. Um, but if you add up just that, those minutes over a lifetime, that's over five years. Oh, wow. Man, that's a lot of wasted, wasted time. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think. Like, it just is. The small things. And, you know, there's statistics like how much time they spend at a red light, you know, at red lights, which is also like a, a crazy amount of time. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's time that you can easily spend doing other things. It's harder to control how long you're at a red light for. Right. Yeah. But um, what, what, when you're on Facebook and social media apps, like, what's your, what's your experience with that? Does it seem positive or... Yeah, it's positive. I uh, I scroll through just to kind of see what friends are doing. Um, like this weekend, especially, there's the giant Ultra 4 race over just an hour and a half from here. It's the National Ultra 4 race. And uh, we I wanted to go, but it's just with football games and everything else, we just couldn't make it work. But that's what I do most of the time. Like, uh, in fact, this whole week was uh, seeing friends and seeing teams leave to go up and I just check on seeing how they're you know how they're doing and what's going on but it's also a way that we stay connected with all our friends and and stuff too just kind of see hey what's going you know right. what's going on between everybody but really that's really about it what do you what are, when you're hearing all this Landon what are you thinking about I don't know <laughs> <laughs> you have anything you want to input you want to put on anything yeah <laughs> no. No? Alright, well let's talk about the driving side of things. Um, we were chatting a little bit yesterday um, about the various, there's tons of distractions when we're in the car. Um, and, um, well Lana, let's start with you. So you're, when you're driving this, you don't have a cell phone, so the normal, or the, the main distraction isn't there. Um, I imagine driving something like this, it's the consequences of being distracted are pretty serious. Is that what you say? Yeah. Like, have you ever been distracted and something happened? Or do you feel like you're focused all the time? Mostly focused. But have you ever had anything going through trails or anything? Have you ever not paid attention and ran into a tree? Yes. <laughs> That's distraction. That's a distraction. You were looking elsewhere instead of focused on where you're supposed to be going. So that's what he's meaning. That's a distraction. You got distracted and you took your eyes off the road and you hit a tree. Right? Yeah. So that's that's what he's meaning. That's a distraction. And that's, I mean, hitting a tree is probably a, a small consequence compared to some of the, the rocks and things that you're going down, right? It's, you could be going off of a Clip, right? <laughs> if you don't pay attention. Yeah. Oh man. 
Well, so why? How about you? Have you found yourself distracted in the car? What's what? Any consequences or experiences? No, I will say I'm I'm terribly bad at looking at my phone going down the road. <laughs> and he he agrees, um, obviously by giving that away. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm I've fallen asleep behind the wheel twice, but as far as like any accidents or anything from playing on my phone, no, that's I haven't. But knock on wood, I I pray and hope that that never happens. Um, and I mean that does kind of seeing the amount of screen time. That's mostly when I'm looking at my phone is when I'm driving down the road. And so that's that's pretty scary to think about too. If I'm spending about 30 minutes playing on my phone driving down the road, that means I'm not being attentive where I need to be going. What's the what's the main distraction for you on when you're on the road? It's uh, definitely my phone. And is it is there something in particular about your phone? Is it like seeing a notification or? Um, it's seeing a notification for sure. Um, Black or camera and stuff like that. Yeah, well, we have. I mean, I've got deer cameras all throughout the place too, and you know that's a distraction for sure. Especially we're driving down the road and we see a deer notification pop up, we're immediately checking them, but we shouldn't be. It's at the worst time possible to be looking at your phone, for sure. Especially um, on the highway. But I get a lot of text messages and then Facebook notifications. I'm like, oh. especially if I posted something, it always it's always enlightening to see what people have to say about it, you know. And I don't know if that's like a, it's kind of like a, how would you describe it? Almost like just kind of a motivational boost, so to speak, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's something that people chase, maybe. Um, which it very well could be. Um, they just want that, want that follow, I guess. Um, I'm not so bad about it, but I just, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's kind of strange. I don't know if I'm not making sense. I don't know. But no, no. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of reward systems built into the the social media platforms. I right. Think that we're all uh, in some form. Yeah. Some more than others. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's kind of that's weird to think about, honestly. Yeah, I, it huh. is when you kind of like step back and realize like what, like why we're yeah so eager to look at these various apps. You know, when you see the little notification bubble, it's like it makes you feel excited. You know, you don't know what's yeah what's gonna be there. What it could be. Could be someone, you know, doing something awesome. Like, there's a lot of good things about it, but it right. is kind of like rewiring us in a way that maybe isn't super healthy. And see, so what can the, I don't know, like, uh, I mean, it's nothing, that's what I've been trying to learn myself is it's nothing that can't wait until we get to where we're going to. And she's on me all the time about it. She's like, can you just put your phone down and drive? Yeah, and then, you know, I, I do after I get, you know, getting in trouble by both, you know, her and the boys. But, I mean, it's, I don't know, I, I need to learn, I need to learn that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, we were talking about this last night, that it's it's something that's challenging for me uh, because I think, like, to, to talk to people about because um, I've talked with, uh, a bunch of people who have been either directly or indirectly affected by distracted driving, 
and just those conversations alone gives me like the understanding of how important it is to not be temp not give into the temptation of looking at your phone while driving because like there's one woman I talked to who uh, lost both of her parents in a crash because of a distracted driver and she was in the car oh, she wow. survived thankfully but she was in a coma for three months and then woke up and both of her parents were dead oh wow and that's like well I don't need to hear much more to <laughs> to, yeah. to realize that um, being on your phone is it's like not worth it ever but like. How do we how do we get through to all of the people who are just you know it's not like they're you're not you're not on your phone with bad intentions or anything it's all like because the temptation's there you know and it's right. it's so easy to to do it so how do we like how do we make the the change culturally I don't know if you have any thoughts on it um, you know I've never now that you brought kind of this to my attention I've never really realized it was like the severity of it I guess you know you don't think about the bad things that could happen you just know like hey I'm looking at my phone but you don't think about what possibly on the other side of that the bad side that could happen right. um, it's almost like uh, almost like a, and I noticed a couple times I was texting you and you'd have a an icon pop up like hey I'm driving I'll get back with you as soon as I'm, you know, I'm stopped. And I thought that was pretty cool. Do you want to do it on your phone? Yeah. Because I can show you right now. Yeah, let's do that. So if you go back in the settings. Your focus is ready. Done. Sweet. All right. Heck. Oh, there's the auto reply right there. There we go. I'm driving with focus turned on. I'll see your message where I can. There you go. Yeah, and I think that's huh. it's a it's a very small thing to do from your side of things. I wish it was way easier for people because most people I talk to have no idea that that exists. And they're like, "Why is your phone texting this?" Yeah, one? see, I I didn't know it existed either. Yeah, and it's it's it it starts it keeps the conversation going because people see the text and they're like, "Oh, that's cool." Like he knows that he's you know that you're driving or whoever's contacting you knows that you're driving. You're focusing on that. You know. Right. It doesn't work for, I mean, it, it blocks Facebook notifications, but if someone's trying to reach you through other apps, it, it doesn't work, unfortunately. But it's, you know. So at least a start, for right. sure. Right. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. I'd have to leave that one on. <laughs> well, yeah, see how, it, I mean, see how it goes and see if, uh, I'd be curious to hear uh, if, it, if it does start to ch sort of change your habits in the car. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Definitely let you know. And the thing, the thing, I was talking to, I forget who it was, but I was talking to someone else about this, and it's, like, a, a common thing for people to say is that they're, like, I'm really good at driving and multitasking, which is not true. Like, you can't multitask. If you're looking at your phone, you're not you may be able to keep your car going in a straight path, but you're not actually driving. You're holding the wheel and maybe pushing the gas, but you're not actually, like, you're not focusing on the road, which is the most important part of driving. Right. So <clears throat> a lot of people are super lucky, and you've been super lucky that whenever you've been distracted by your phone, nothing's been in your path. But 
it's just those when variables come together in a bad way that people get unlucky and hit someone who's either biking or just like go through a red light and hit someone else. That's when it's like, oh, that's when people realize like <laughs> that's right. not good what they're doing. And it's, you know, it, it's just a like a number of factors going the wrong way for that to happen. And by that time, by realizing at that point in time, it's generally too late. Right. So. Yeah. So that's like part of the goal is trying to get ahead of it <laughs> so right. that people realize that it's very avoidable. And you will be fine 99% of the time, but you know, God forbid, you're in that 1%, it's really bad. Yeah. And you don't want to have to live with that. That's very true. Yeah. And I don't mean for this conversation to be super heavy, but <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I appreciate your openness about your experience, and I think a lot of people will benefit from it and being honest, you know, rather than just saying, like, oh, I don't, I don't drive distracted. But we all have work to do, you know? Yeah. And that's. Everybody's distracted. I mean, every. I mean, I'd say a good portion of the country anymore is distracted driving down the, down the road. I mean, how many times have you or me or get behind a vehicle that when you pass them, they're, you know, locked in? Yeah. Not paying attention where they're going. It happens all the time. And, uh, man, that's kind of that's scary to think about. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, there, there's some benefit in the shock value. That's not generally where, the direction that I like to go because it's less fun to talk about. Right. But I think some element of it is important for people to kind of like get it, you know, rather than just like having sort of like a laughing conversation. Oh yeah, don't drive distracted. You'll be fine. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm trying to figure out like the way to, because the goal of this video that I'm making is to make the road safer for everyone. And I think if we can get even a handful of people to, you know, do what you just did, I think that's huge that you're open to putting the driving focus on your phone. If we can get more people to do that, then that, that'd be, that's a big that's, step. Yeah, that's yeah. a plus for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I don't know how to, how do we get that message out there? That's the main question. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a cultural thing. It's like people have compared it to like smoking and drinking while driving. You know, those used to be okay. I don't know if drinking while driving was like socially acceptable when you were growing up. No, it wasn't. Yeah. You see, you're you're too young for that. But like, it used to be okay, and then enough people got killed where yeah. it was like we we don't do that, even though it was against the law for forever. Right. And distracted driver, like using your phone in the car is illegal in most states, but it doesn't, like, hard to enforce, almost impossible to enforce, yeah. and it's not, like, people aren't stopping people from doing that while they're in the car with someone. You know, even Uber right. drivers, or, I don't know, like, taxi drivers, you know, they're, all, they're on their phone, but how many times are the passengers saying, hey, can you put your phone down, you know, like, and it, I don't huh. think anyone's doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. But if your if your taxi driver was you know drinking a bottle of beer or something, you'd probably say something. Yeah, and you yeah, and you wouldn't get in get out of the taxi. Right, right. So what's yeah? So what's really the difference between the two if you're distracted? I mean, I know there's quite a bit, but I mean, yeah, you can put the bottle down, but the effects are still there. But you pick up your phone, and if you're zoomed in on it, it's still the same thing. I mean. Yeah. So yeah, you need to 
people need to speak up more. All right, Landon, we'll wrap up here, but I want to hear from you if there's anything that you learned during our conversation or how you're feeling. <laughs> it's okay if you don't want to answer. <laughs> the simple answer, I know you listen to everything, but I mean, would you, how would you feel if, uh, like we got in the truck just after this conversation and we go to town and I'm looking at my phone. Are you going to tell me to put my phone down? Uh-huh. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about you, Wyatt? How are, what is, what's the takeaway for you? Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to put my phone down while driving. Yeah, that just kind of shed some light on how you... It's, it, whatever we're going, it can wait till we get there. Yeah. It can wait till we get there. For and sure. it's worth it so you guys can have you know super long careers and be safe and as healthy as you can, right? Yes. What's something you're looking forward to, Landon, in the in the next year? The baseball season, is it another competition? Another competition. Competing with your brother? That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to both of them. Both of them walking the courses together and looking at it and just kind of interacting and seeing what their strategies are going to be. I don't know. How do you feel? You ready to let your brother whoop up on you? You think he will? Yeah. You think he will? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think about it, Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. But. All right. Well, thank you guys for sitting down. It was really awesome chatting. You're welcome. Thanks, thanks Ben, for coming out. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Stop it. Anything else you want to say? Are we good? We good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. That was Wyatt and Landon speaking about their crazy cool career that they have going for them. And I just can't believe that Wyatt built these vehicles from scratch. So he built one buggy for Landon, and then he built another one for his other son. And I, it's just a really cool ability to, to be able to do that. And it's something that I don't think is how my brain works, nor do I know if I could even figure that out. So it's cool how we all have, we all have our own things that we excel at, and they are so varied across the population. If you liked this conversation, well, first of all, please, I hope if you haven't seen it yet, check out the video with Wyatt and Landon that came out just a couple days ago. And then feel free to subscribe to this podcast. We got new episodes coming out at least every two weeks. If they're special ones, it might be every week. So keep your eyes peeled. Leave a positive rating and review. And we will see you in two weeks. And in two weeks, we'll have Evelyn Dong, a professional mountain bike and more recently gravel racer. So we are just hitting all areas of sport here. Don't miss it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>